Are you food ready? No. You need yeah. to be ready. Ready I and willing to give honest, you need, a spilling. I need dinner real bad. Me too. Real bad. I had some sort of people. It was made of people. I was going to say, why don't you just have a soylent for dinner yeah. too? I had one for lunch and they are filling, but not for the long term. They're a milkshake, Cliff. Yeah, I'm not saying they're not. They're, you know, they're actually not, though, because they're not nearly as good as a milkshake. I'll be well, completely honest. I mean, yeah, I know. Yeah. But. Yeah. They're all right, though. All right. Welcome to episode 166 of the Bite Me podcast. You today have me, Cliff Johnson. You also have one of you jump in. Me, Colby. Good job. The Dylan. I'm always last, the... so I have to defer. Today, Colby will be known as Maraca Emergency, and Dylan is Dylan, quote-unquote, Big Business Hubber, I believe. See, for me, it just says Big Business. Yeah, there's no... I I assumed the outer part. No, it's just Big Business. Big Business. Sounds like something you'd name, like, your gun. I don't know. Or your truck. It's actually a band named Big Business. It's a good name. That's all right. Yeah. Uh, today we're going to talk about the games we've been playing, of course, uh, and then some news. Ubisoft is uh, doing some changes to make their games feel like less like Ubisoft games, which less like the same. Yeah, which seems like kind of actually some sort of weird video game developer existential crisis, but whatever, we'll figure that out. Uh, xCloud has a lot of games in it, like way more than I thought. I apparently have not been paying attention to the news. Uh, Hunt Showdown, Dylan's PC game of the year, sort of, uh, is has some news. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about routers, you know, like some hardware delivery. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, seven of the best ten selling games were from one franchise. You can probably guess what it is. Uh, Horizon Zero Dawn is maybe coming to PC. Uh, and you're going to need an invite to play the Halo um, Combat Evolved. I, I wrote CO. I'm trying to figure out what CO stands for. It is not. It is Combat Evolved. CE. Uh, <laughs> beta on PC. Combat we'll tell you how to Ovolved. I'll tell you how to get in on that. We got questions from Vinny, Captain Insano, Princess Megan, Joe Coleslaw, Crawdad, and uh, Vicky. And uh, there's some cheap games and free games and other things that are cheap and free, which of are related love. to games. And games, right? It's great. So, first off, games we are playing. Who wants to go first? You do. You do. Woo! Um,. <laughs> I'm playing my time at Portia at Portia. Sorry. Portia. It's Portia. We don't care now. It is yeah. my time at Tortilla. My time at Tortilla. I'm about to have some is... time with Tortillas tonight it's... when I make quesadillas. What? Ooh, I'm jealous. It's now a GIF GIF thing. I don't care if the maker of GIF says it's GIF, it's GIF. Fair. That's actually entirely fair. Anyways, I'm playing my time at something. It uh do you guys ever have a game that I'm not I'm not sure if I actually like this game or if I just like the loop of this game and I can't stop coming back to make more things. Um, it's because so much it, fun. It's so much fun. And it's literally, they're like, you need to make this sign. I'm like, okay, I'll make this sign. They're like, you need to make two more of those signs. I'm like, well, I'm going to need some other stuff to go do that. And then I'm like, I'm just going to go mine for an entire day and get some stuff. And then I'm going to come back and make three signs. And they're like, oh, we need a fourth sign. I'm like, I can make a fourth sign. That's no problem. They're like, and now we need you to go to a haunted house. I'm like, I don't know why, but okay. And they're like, there's bats inside that haunted house. You need their wings. I'm like, cool. I can go get bat wings. That's fine. And... You just do that over and over and over and over again. 
and I guess eventually you win. I don't know. Um, the, the way that you talked about, like, I think, like, Civ Six, where you're like, oh, just one more round is 100% yeah. how I play these type of games, where I'm like, well, a day's only, like, 11 minutes, so I'll just play a day. And that day turns into two days. And, of course, they're never just 11 minutes. They're 11 minutes if you just sit there and do yeah, nothing. Yeah, exactly. But, you know when you start doing something, the clock stops. So it's more like 15 minutes. And all of a sudden I'm like, Oh, I've been playing for an extra hour. Yeah. It's, and that's actually maybe my only real, like I'm having a great time playing it. It's stupid. And I'm, I mean, I don't, I didn't think ever in my gaming life, I'd be like, which one of these fine women do I wish to make my partner in life? Because I really need to start figuring out which gifts she likes the best and making resources so I can make those gifts. I think it's going to be the chick who runs the restaurant. Mm, isn't it? It's a good choice. You know, she you get a discount at the restaurant, or maybe she works at the store. I don't yeah, remember. Yeah, no, I know who you're talking about. But she'll help me gather stuff, too, once we're married. It's super handy. She'll, like, go pick up things for me, I guess. I'm mm-hmm. like, that's a great quality to have in a woman, I think. I'm not really sure. But anyway, she, she stuck out for me. And so now I need to figure out how to make a colored... I need to be able to make some colored things so I can make her a satchel because she'd really like a satchel. And that's the world I live in now. Yeah. Um, but besides that, uh, the only thing I kind of don't like about it is that there is literally no saving in this game. It saves mm-hmm. when you pass out from exhaustion every day. Um, there is saving when you go to sleep. That's so, what I'm saying, though. So you have to physically go to sleep. But if you you don't you don't want to go to sleep at three o'clock in the afternoon because that's <laughs> how you waste time. You could spend chopping down trees or mining rocks or planting things. Or, but if you needed to save, you could go. You know, just sleep. I mean, yes, I could, but I'm not going to because that's time where I could be building a satchel for my soon-to-be girlfriend. <laughs> I think she's going to love me. (laughs) So anyway, I've been playing that game a lot. (laughs) Uh, I also like, so, so I've been doing the Microsoft rewards thing and it's been uh, rewarding, I guess, in that they gave me things. So I've earned like, I'm going to say 16 or 17,000 points um, since we talked about it, like the first time a month or two ago. And that was enough to earn me two Microsoft $10 gift cards when they went on sale. So, hey, everybody wins. I got 20 bucks at the Xbox store now. But, like, sometimes it makes you think, am I playing this game because I actually want to play this game? Or am I playing this game because I need to get an achievement in this game in order to get a 100 more Microsoft points? And that's how we get to eFootball Pro Evo Soccer. <laughs> and, like, I like soccer. Soccer is a great game. And I actually quite like FIFA. FIFA is a good soccer game. eFootball Pro Evo Soccer, which is, first of all, the absolute worst name you could ever name a game ever in your entire life, um, starts out <laughs> and you get to like a menu and it's like, hey, we need to know like where you live. I'm like, I don't know why, but okay. And they're like, and then we need to know what language you speak. And then we need to know um, like your name. And then we need you to actually click on these three links and go out to a web page that tells you our terms and services. 
um, before we'll let you hit a little checkbox to accept said terms and services. And then for some reason, we're going to go to a page and we're going to download some sort of update. And that's going to take like four minutes for no particular reason. And then we're going to finally get you to the, the actual page where you might be able to start playing the game, except we're going to pop up like 15 windows in a row that tell you about how you can buy stuff from us and the latest updates from the game and this new tournament that's going on and this and this and this and more of the story is like 15 minutes after starting eFootball Pro Evo Soccer I could finally actually play a soccer game um <laughs> it was not a terrific experience <laughs> um but like okay that's that's all right I, I finally go play a soccer game I was Manchester United versus some team I've never heard of because really my entire goal in this game was just to win and I figured if I had a good team it would be easier to win against a bad team no. but unlike FIFA where there are difficulty levels based on the fact that I've never played this game before football eFootball Pro Evo Soccer has regular and superstar <laughs> those are your two levels of difficulty <laughs> In case I am you're no, I'm not either of those. I played five games. Every single one of them, I tied zero to zero, except for the one where some team I've never heard of beat me. <laughs> Do they use actual licensed teams? Yeah, they only have EPL teams, though, I believe. Uh, I think. No, because who, who beat you in the EPL that you haven't heard of? I think it's EPL teams and maybe, like, another, like, you know, it's like the... Norwegian yeah. soccer league or something. It was it, and honestly, like if I looked at it, maybe it was someone I had heard of. It seems their name started with a P, but I don't remember offhand. Um, but like the thing I will say about this game is versus the last time I played FIFA, which was probably FIFA 2018, the game feels a little bit more real. Like the way the players move feels pretty real. The way they like. Um, control the ball feels a little bit more real. The the first touches in this game feel like you see first touches in soccer um, actually play. The entire thing seems a little bit more realistic. But that being said, like, I didn't enjoy it at all. Like, I just, I, I, for, I want to play a soccer game on easy mode. Like, I want to at least feel like maybe I could win. And mm -hmm. instead, this was like watching a real soccer game where the score was 0-0 and there was two shots on goal. I had one and they had one. <laughs> Their like, possession was split. Like, most of the game took place in the midfield. I'm like, I would have been bored. Like, I love soccer. And and I find that a 0-0 game can be very exciting. The 0-0 games I was playing were not exciting, not exciting. in any way. So... I'm going to have to pick another game to get my play a new game and get 100 points <laughs> for my Microsoft rewards. Long story short, eFootball Pro Evo Soccer will be deleted. <laughs> so there you go. Who wants to go next? <laughs> All right. Um, I can go. Colby played Stardew. It was kind of like me playing my time before. <laughs> I have literally done nothing but play Stardew. And I'm not just talking about in video game world. I'm just pretty much talking about in my life. <laughs> Um, Sounds great. Yeah, it it I'm I'm becoming a pretty good farmer, I Every guess. Every man. Yeah. Um like I I've learned that oh hey, the switch is portable and like I don't need a TV, so while everyone's watching TV, I can farm. <laughs> <laughs> and I I find it very interesting that like these types of games with my time at Portia and stuff like that, that if I play like 
an hour of it, I don't want to play it. But if I play five hours of that, it's going to I want to play ten. Uh-huh. It's just <laughs> going to be able to like, well, I'm going to put 65 hours into this game, I guess, now. And uh, it's kind of where I'm heading with Stardew Valley. It was a game that at first I'm like, I don't know if I really want to play this to... Like, if I could be playing this right now and mute my mic, I probably <laughs> would be. Um, but it's really it's really fun. I mean, it is basically just like, I don't know, 16-bit My Time at Portia, which is just like, I don't know, 16-bit Harvest Moon. So, I uh, Are you going to be one of those people that you hear about who started playing Farming Simulator 2018 and then like moved to the country, bought 40 acres, and now are just a farmer, <laughs> quit your job, move the family down to the farm, if, and if I all could, of a sudden Colby's like an organic lettuce farmer? If I could make as much money per day doing what I do in Stardew Valley, yes. Um, but something tells me <laughs> I cannot. So what you're saying is your only real hope is that uh, one of our relatives that we don't know owns a farm somewhere that <laughs> That's they croak and leave uh-huh. you one. I do enjoy that that is the – every one of those games is pretty yeah. much like, hey, I'm your grandpa and I died. Here's my farm. And you're, of course, like, I, I well, think- okay. I- I like it that it appears to be like a surprise, like that you didn't realize your grandpa was a farmer. Um, at least the Stardew is like a kind of a long lost uncle, isn't it? No, I think it's a grandpa who dies because oh, well. you're working at JoJo Mart, which is essentially Amazon, and uh, you're like nuts to this. I'm gonna go farm, and it's, you know, I think the thing about farming is is like Colby and I know some people who kind of did quit their jobs to become farmers and it sounded awful. Oh, it sounded miserable. Like <laughs> they were working like 16 hours a day. I'm like, "Hey, how'd your weekend go?" They're like, "I spent 8 hours weeding yesterday." I'm like, "That sounds terrible." They're like, "It wasn't great." Yeah. I'm like, "Have you thought about just using poison?" And they're like, "Yeah, but people pay more if it's organic." I'm like, "Have you thought about using poison and not telling anybody?" <laughs> it's fine. Um, <laughs> be fine just just a little herbicide just a little bit so i don't quit your job and become a farmer just rinse it off absolutely absolutely dylan tell me about uh disco elysium the greatest Uh, game i've ever played yeah i as i thought last week i didn't know if it was going to be for me and i still don't know that for sure but it is more enjoyable now i just found the first half hour to hour to kind of be obnoxious and i wish it would have just been like a flashback or something because i think once you're actually kind of exploring the city and talking to people it's way more interesting than my inner monologue at the very beginning of the game where you had really no concept of what was going on cliff informs me that it will be important later and i trust him um but it didn't seem important at the time so um it just felt like it started funny for me yeah um have have you met the kid that's throwing rocks at the dead body? Yeah, I he's love crazy. That kid. He's super crazy. crazy. I but the him funny in thing his is, face. he's crazy. But the kid behind the fence is even crazier. Like that oh. kid's nuts. Um, but yeah, it's it's interesting and it, it is cool. Like how many little options you can open up and your relationships with the characters. They'll just give you things, and it's. 
there's a lot of little things going on, so I think it is enjoyable. Um, so I will keep playing it until I can no longer do that or finish it. We'll see. Um, <laughs> I also tried playing The Witcher, as a lot of people do now, since it's on Netflix and one of their most watched shows, which I find fascinating, as we discussed earlier. Yeah. Um, Dylan and I were talking about it. It's interesting that, like, The Witcher's a big game, but I don't think anyone outside of video games really knows what the witcher is other than and, the people that read the books but that's probably even less like, people than the video game, game or so the people who watch the show well that's well, what now. we're saying though. it's interesting how huge the show is and and like my theory was is that the witcher came at a, at a perfect time where game of thrones is no longer on the air so people like came off their game of thrones high and were like oh well what's this um but it's interesting to me that like it's actually driven more people to play the video game than played it when it came out five years ago. So you're playing it a little bit too, aren't you, Cole? The Witcher. Yeah, yeah, I was until I started playing Stardew Valley, and then that just and went then... straight to the back burner. <laughs> One of those rather, games rather, is way superior. I'd rather farm turnips than kill monsters with my silver blade. I was farming parsnips right before we started this. <laughs> I honestly don't know the difference between a turnip and a parsnip. They could be the same thing. Yeah, I don't know. They both... I think they're just spelt differently. <laughs> they're both not great. Probably not. <laughs> I don't think I want to eat either of them, I'll be honest. So, What um, are you thinking about The Witcher so far, Dylan? It looks great. Um, it does. It feels like a five-year-old game. Um, yep, it does. And we'll see if I keep playing it for that reason. Um, it was hard when it's like, hey, like, run around these ramparts. It'll be great. And I'm like, well, Assassin's Creed does this way better because I just have to hold A. Yeah. yeah. And I just, like, jump on things. My problem I have... And I think that's kind of how games work now. So why are you making me hit B Yeah. to jump up this thing that I should easily mantle over? And that's kind of frustrating. My problem I'm having with The Witcher is that, so I'm in, I was in the first area, and it's like a level one through five area, and I did every secondary quest I could find, and a bunch of other stuff, and I was like level four, and then it's like, okay, go to this next place. I'm like, I guess I kind of have to, because there's not much else I can do, and so I go there, and it's a level five area, and I'm like, okay, level five, and like the first things I run into, they're like, oh yeah, those are level nines, because this is a level five through ten. I'm like, but but I'm a level four, and yeah. I don't know why it decided that, I mean, I like I said, I did every single secondary quest. I did, you know, like all of the little things on the map that you can find to do. I did every single one that I saw, and I was still, like, level four and a half, and so, I mean, it didn't, like, it wasn't too bad, but it seemed to scale really weird. I absolutely maintain the right way to play The Witcher is on a PC with God Mode enabled and just skipping all the crap you don't want to deal with. Like, yeah. I'm like, Silver Sword, whatever kind of sword, I'm like, nah, you just hack at it a little bit longer, it still <laughs> dies. Uh, <laughs> You know, you don't want to deal with magic? Fine, don't deal with magic. Don't want to poison your sword with some sort of mystical poison that you have to go get parts for first? That's fine, just hack at it a little longer. It'll die. <laughs> there was a dude, I remember, I don't remember what he, he needed, but I had to kill this guy, and he was quite a bit, I think I did kind of like you did, where I was under-leveled for the area. Mm -hmm. um, and so I was like a level 18 or 19, and this guy was like a level 25. I'm like, no, he can't kill me. And I mean, I'm going to go through two swords killing him because it's just, you know, massacring the, you know, 
sharpness of my sword, but yeah. that's fine. He's <laughs> dead now, and everything is good. So that's that's the way to play. That's the way to play the Witcher. So in my in my humble opinion, which is of course right. So any who this is uh this is now the part of the podcast. This is a transition. It's um, a great transition, Cliff. I'm not very good at them. I apologize. This is the part of the trans. This is the part of the podcast where we thank all the wonderful people who uh, support us via Patreon. BiteMePodcast.com slash Patreon. I'm clicking furiously to the list of people, but it's like 75 clicks deep into their website. I do not understand why, but that's how it is. Anyway, thank you to all of these wonderful people. You know how I said last episode, I'm like, hey, it's a 3D weekend. I'm going to get my whatever together. I'm going to send out stickers and stuff to all these people that get them. I didn't do that. It Maybe it'll happen this weekend. It it might. I went and saw Doctor Doolittle instead. Um, you guys got screwed because that movie sucked. Uh, <laughs> Operator Jack, thank you for supporting our show. Appreciate it. Brian Henniger, Joel Cole Jr., John Tippins, Megan Phillips, Tom McDermott, Austin Palmer, Alan Schulte, and of course Kevin Schold. Kevin almost cut his finger off the other day at work. Man, did you see those pictures Ow. on Facebook? I did. Yeah, Ow. it's not safe. Kevin, don't cut off your finger, Be man. Those are gaming fingers, man. You need those for important things like gaming. So be safe. Anyway, thank you, people. Bite Me Podcast. No, that's wrong. Patreon.com slash Bite Me Podcast. I need to make a Bite Me Podcast.com slash Patreon so I can say either of them, they will both work. That would be a good thing to do. Anyways, thank you to all of you. You're wonderful and we love you. Next up, Dylan, do it. News. It's done. Do it a little longer so I can have a drink of coffee while you're saying news. Perfect. Thank you, sir. So Ubisoft announced something that I think is really super weird. (laughs) Um, I didn't assume that Ubisoft games were driven by like some sort of secret conclave that meets in Paris and gets together once a year to decide how Ubisoft video games are going to work. But apparently I was wrong. Isn't that what Davos is? I think so. Yeah, that was just Ubisoft games. I assumed that. that like. So it's called the editorial team, which is unfortunately um, way less um, spooky than I want it to sound like. Like <laughs> I, I want it to be like really foreboding, and instead it's just called the editorial team. They're a group of designers and producers in Paris who uh, essentially get together and just drive the the focus of Ubisoft games for the next year or two, and. Uh, they're being blamed for kind of the, the Ubisoftification of all their games, which I guess makes sense. Um, you know, where you play a game full of icons and you go from icon to icon doing things. I love that and, description because it's yeah. so true. And, not that and, that's always know, bad, but it's It's not. It's the but truth. Like, I think the thing is, is when I think anybody who's played more than one Ubisoft game goes like, oh, it's kind of, kind of that Ubisoft feeling. You go... Oh, I know sure. exactly what that is. I love those games so much. <laughs> yeah, I kind of do too. Like they tweak my OCD just perfectly where I'm like, "Oh, there's more things to do on this map." Oh, cool. I can do this. I can do yeah. this. Um, oh, there's so much to do. And they've got to have a good game behind them, but at the same point, like um it really like just seeing a map full of things really makes me want to make sure that that map doesn't have any more things on it. So you know, I, I'm not saying that they're doing it wrong, but I think a lot of people have gotten a little bit bored with, yeah. you know, Assassin's Creed is just that game set in 
Egypt or, you know, Greece. And Far Cry is just that game set in some, you know, currently, I guess, Montana. And The Division is that game, except it's set in a post-apocalyptic big city and so on and so forth. Uh, And so I guess what Ubisoft's going to do to fix this is I assumed what it would be is they'd all gather together and then we'd watch and like white smoke would come out a chimney or something. But that's not what they're going to do. Instead, they're just going to like break up this editorial team and say, each one of you has a video game now, like every other company in the world, I guess. Um, And each one of these people will just be made into essentially a director of a video game and given a little more autonomy as to how to pursue this. So I think it's really weird that Ubisoft worked this way in the first place. And I think it's equally weird that they're kind of giving us the insight into how the sausage of Ubisoft games is made and then saying like, (laughs) but that's not how we make sausage anymore. So I don't know. What do you guys think? I I find it funny. They're just like, my bad. We're going to do it different now. (laughs) Like not that there was any wrongdoing though. Do you think one of those teams is just going to be like, eh, screw it, let's just stay with this. Like, it's worked I, the last, you know, ten years. Like, who cares? I mean, I think the thing is, is in some ways, I think the Ubisoftification of games has gone outside of Ubisoft games. And uh-huh. There's a lot of other games that play a lot like that now, oh, too. Yeah. So I don't know. How do you make an open world, a big open world game that doesn't play like a Ubisoft game? I mean, the only other option, I think, really is like a kind of destiny model where you kind of go from instance to instance. Yeah. Um, but even still, like, they have a big map with icons on it, too. So... I mean, I, I just wonder is if Skyrim it, really that different than a Ubisoft well, game? I wonder if it'll be less like that, or it'll that'll still be it, but it will be that you know, like oh, go here and it'll bring up the other portion of the map where you know you find yeah. those things where it, it's opening up sections of the map via like, hey, climb this tower and you can see stuff. Yeah, but that's exactly what Ubisoft does. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. That they'll they'll get away from that, and you know, like Skyrim, oh, you're not saying like you know go up to I the top of this tower. It's here's an open. You're world saying game. you see a map and yeah. you get quests, and I guess that's fair. I guess that's fair. You don't have like the I, fog of war uh, that you have to you know climb a tower to break yeah. up in that one section. I guess that's fair. I uh, I just don't know if that makes it a lot different. I. I uh, the reason they say they're doing this is because I think mostly because Wildland or not Wildlands. What's the break breakpoint right now? Cool. Yeah, breakpoint and uh, uh, the Division Two sold very very poorly. I guess probably very very poorly in Ubisoft terms, yeah. and they think this is why. And I don't. I don't think that's the problem. I don't think so either. No. Um, I think the Division Two came too soon after the Division One. And I don't think it was... I think the problem with their their kind of sequel games is that they're not different enough from the first ones to not just be I think DLC. Like, The Division 2 felt like DLC of The Division 1. Like, big DLC, but there wasn't... That game didn't bring anything new to the table. It was just more yeah. The Division 1, which is fine. But, like, I don't know if you can make an entire new game off of that. I mean, so. like, yeah, you, but that's what's been happening. I mean for how long in video games. I think the difference, though, is... The... It's a games-as-service game, though, and I think that's the problem, is that it's not just a a 
uh, sequel. It's a games as service sequel. Yeah, uh, that came too late. But I mean, like the Division Two was so much better than the Division One. Oh, absolutely, and... absolutely. I 100 percent agree. Um, I, and I think maybe that's actually part of the problem too is that the games as a service concept people haven't quite figured out how to do it yet and and both developers haven't figured out how to do it and how to do it well and how to monetize it right and people feel very um, entitled uh, to get endless updates for a games as a service game for absolutely ever and ever and ever without having to pay for it yeah it's I, I think it has way more to do with games as service than these games per, like in particular. Yeah, I I wonder if you could do a kind of a games as a service model where, like, I almost would rather pay it like on a World of Warcraft kind of basis, where you you buy the Division Two and you pay five bucks a month or eight bucks a month and you're getting new content kind of dripped to you, and then once a year you pay forty dollars and get a new big expansion. Like, I I think I might prefer that. As opposed to these weird, where I'm buying Destiny and then Destiny Two and all this weird DLC and season passes and stuff that I don't really quite get, and, and make the hits smaller, where I'm not paying forty dollars for a season pass now and then paying another forty dollars a little bit later and then having to buy a new version of it later. Like I, I think if I would rather have smaller recurring monthly payments for something like that. I mean, it's all kind of theoretical, too, yes. because I don't think I'd actually How, how many of those games would you buy? I mean, how many monthly one. charges? Yeah. But I mean, but I think there are a lot of people that play them like that. Yeah, I mean, I think there are a lot of people that all they play is Destiny. Yeah, but I think you'd also... I think with that kind of thing, you would miss out on people who... I, like, I probably wouldn't have multiple subscriptions going, but I sure as hell buy a bunch of those games. Well, I think maybe that works though. So if you don't want to take part in the software as a service portion of it, maybe you maybe you do it like comics, where you can buy a comic book every single month and have it right now and pay four dollars for it, or you can wait until the end of a run and buy it you all at once. get a year's worth of content at once. Like that kind of makes sense to me too. Like trickle it out so people can you know that really are into it can buy it at once, and then let me buy the division. Two as a sixty dollar purchase over the the you know yeah. a year later. I don't know. I, I think that Ubisoft is it probably was a good move, but I, I'm not sure it's going to fix their problem. I don't know. To me, it just feels like they're worrying about things that maybe have nothing to do with it. Uh, I mean, when you think about how many games are released in a year and all that kind of stuff that could go into this, it may have nothing to do with their games and everything Absolutely. to do with just people's buying habits at the time timing or releases yeah. i mean uh, to be fair though like i i don't remember about the division two i don't remember how that was reviewed but breakpoint was reviewed very poorly yeah yeah so. but yeah and i think division i think it did fairly well i think it reviewed fairly well um it was it, fun i love the division two when did the division two come out was uh, that seems like it was like a uh uh, spring early summer see to me i thought that was like a january release yeah february 7th so yeah. maybe that's the problem that it's just you know that those are sometimes there may have been other games at that point that came out and people yeah. didn't want a huge games of service thing well and i mean what i think correct me if i'm wrong didn't the division two come out like three weeks after Anthem 2. Because I think we stopped playing Anthem because yeah. we started playing yep. Division it, 2. Yeah, yeah, it did. 
Yeah. So a bunch of people just got burned buying Anthem for $60 and were pissed yeah. and didn't want to buy The Division 2, which is effectively a very, I mean, not a similar game, but the same type of game. Yeah, so, it just seems... Hard to say. I mean, like, it's got... Let's see, it seems like it's a Metacritic rating of 82%, which is pretty decent. It's really so, decent. It was a good game. Division yeah. 2 was good. If you can pick that up, it's actually... It's dirt cheap probably now. It's pretty like cheap 18 right now. bucks, I think I saw on Target when I was looking that up. Yeah, definitely. Division 2 is one to play. So, Or just wait for All it right, to come to Game on. Pass, because it probably will. Yeah, I, the Division 1 is actually leaving Game Pass now, no, which is a, a bit of a bummer. It wasn't on there for very long. Yeah. Um, so is uh, Shadow of Mordor, which I was a little disappointed about. I kind of want to actually play that. So, Oh, well. Uh, so Project xCloud, the uh, Microsoft streaming service where you can stream video games from the xCloud, I guess. Is that what you call it? Yes. I suppose. Uh, directly to your cell phone. Launched with, I want to say, five games. And I was like, okay, cool. And then I, either I wasn't paying attention or it just didn't make news. But they, they announced the other day, they're like, hey, we're adding some more games to it. I'm like, that's cool. And they're adding the Master Chief Collection, Destiny 2, and Sid Meier's Civilization. This says four, but I bet you that's actually six. Um, to it, I'm like, oh, that's really cool. So there's like eight games now. And apparently the actual total is 83 games. <laughs> and I just didn't see the 75 in between those. So, um that's a lot of games running in a in that service. It's a lot more than I thought there would be. Yeah, I guess so. I still don't have an Android phone, so I can't play it, which makes me sad. I really want to. I really want to try it. So uh, it's supposed to come to PC this year, though. So we get to try it. Dylan looks like he's drinking grape Kool Aid. Oh, it's water. That's weird. Super strange. It like changes colors. The glass bends. This is terrible radio. Anyway, uh. Hunt Showdown, which uh, Dylan liked quite a bit. Right, Dylan? I do like it quite a bit. Yeah. And you've only played it on the PC, right? Correct. It uh, It is available currently on the Xbox One, but only as a digital title. February 18th, it uh, is going to get a physical version of the Xbox One, if you're a person that likes discs and cases and that kind of thing. Mm. But it is also going to be released on the PS4, same day. So February 18th, 2020. And the cool news is, is it's going to have cross-play. So those PS4 players and Xbox players will be able to play with each other. They will not be able to play with PC. So... I uh, it's a game I really want to try. Do you remember how much you paid for it, Dylan? Uh, when I got it on sale, it was like less than twenty. Yeah, it seems like it's like a forty dollar game most of the time. Yeah, so I or can't... maybe I got it for twenty five. Yeah. So if you've been wanting to get your Hunt Showdown on, and you are not a PC player or you are a Xbox player who mostly has friends on the PlayStation, that is. Uh, Coming out soon, apparently, uh, due to an investment in it from Coke Media, which is fortunately nothing to do with okay. the Coke brothers. I looked into that when <laughs> oh they started making investments in, uh, they, they own Quicksilver now, the people who made, um, oh, shoot, those GTA clones that are really fun. Oh. Uh, yeah, those ones. Saints Row. get to... Saints Row, yeah. So they Quicksilver made those games. Coke Media brought, bought them, and I'm like, oh no, <laughs> totally unrelated. It just happens to be a word in German. <laughs> like it seems like I don't know they'd be buying America's Army or something. I... <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. Um, next up, 
uh, we're going to talk about routers for a little bit. Yes, I'll just yeah, Colby's super excited. Mute this and go play Stardew Valley. <laughs> so uh, you own your own router, right, Dylan? I do. I do as well. Do you? You, you don't though, right, Cole? I, are you calling me poor? Yeah. Are you poor shaming me with my router? No, I don't. Absolutely. You poor shame yourself. I bought one, and then the like. I brought it, and the guy's like, yeah, this isn't a great router, and the one we give you will be better. I'm like, I don't know, that could be a lie, but I don't know enough to call you out on it, so I'm just going to go, sure. So, yeah, it could go either way. Um, Most uh, ISPs charge you, like, eight or ten bucks a month to rent a router. Sometimes it's five. Um, I think mine's rent to own. That sounds like a scam, Cole. I think you might be getting scammed. Well, no, I think it was like eight bucks for like the first year, and then after that, you don't have to pay anymore because you've bought the router. It's probably twenty three percent interest or something yeah. on your router loan. It's Comcast. Um, anyway, what else am I gonna do? <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you, Monopoly. Um, my first recommendation actually is uh, that you should own your own router because, generally speaking, they're better than the ones you can get. Like, mine wasn't expensive. It was like 60 bucks off Amazon. I actually bought a refurbed one, and it's significantly better than what? Uh, it's not expensive. It's just 60 bucks. Like, oh, okay. Well, yeah. Over the course of a year, you know. I'm just saying, your 8 bucks a month adds up. Um, if you can afford your own router, it's worth it. Um and it'll generally be faster than the ones they give you. Like, my internet speed actually increased by, like, 50 megabits per second when I went from their router to mine. Um, that would... But the reason we're actually talking about it, yes? I only get 50 megabits, so I don't think it'll go up another 50. Maybe it can go up 10. Um, okay. eh. uh, the reason we're talking about it, though, is because this year there actually was a law that went into place. And this seems really weird. Like, I don't, I don't understand why this would be a law at all. Um, because it seems like it's actually very anti-Xfinity, mostly. <laughs> um, where in June, you will no longer be able to be charged by your ISP for having your own router. So, like, that is not a, actually a Comcast Xfinity thing. But uh, there are apparently ISPs out there that if you want to have your own router, charge you, like, 8 or 10 bucks a month for the pleasure of having your own router. Um and so starting in June, if that is a company that you deal with, they will no longer be able to do that to you, in which case, if you can afford it, it would be it would behoove you to buy your own because generally speaking, they are better than what they actually give you and, and cheaper, generally speaking, in the long run, unless you're doing some sort of rent-to-own situation, I guess. <laughs> Does yours have a router and Wi-Fi in it? Yeah. Yeah, that's nice because you don't have to have a Wi-Fi router too, but... You know, anyway, something to think about if you don't have, uh, if you're, if you're, if you have your own router now and you're getting charged for it. All right. So, I mean, I guess you guys know the answer because you're looking at the show notes. I'm not. Uh, <laughs> cool. What do you think the uh, seven of the 10 best selling games of the decade were the same series? What do you think that series is? Uh, Call of Duty. Yeah, Call of Duty. Yep, absolutely. What? So you're, with, you're looking with at Grand Theft still. Auto as the number one, or Minecraft. Yep. Yep, Grand Theft Auto is number one, How? followed by because it sells that many copies. Yeah, well, no, but I mean, like Minecraft sold more copies. Yeah, but it's cheaper. It's cheaper, yeah, that's true. Um, and and honestly, I you know that that is actually a very good question. I do not know if these are. Oh yeah, so the full list based on dollar sales in the United States. So I guess take that as you will. Grand Theft Auto Five. 
followed by Call of Duty Black Ops, Call of Duty Black Ops 2, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3, Call of Duty Black Ops 3, Call of Duty Ghosts. Then we get to Red Dead Redemption. <laughs> like all it's Call of Duty World War 2, a lot Call of, of those Call of Duties were bad. Like, I, I'm not saying like they're good or bad. Ghosts I'm saying was bad. Black Ops 3 was bad. Yeah. Doesn't anyway. matter cuz day 1 a bunch of people buy them. Yeah. Yep. I'm so. just basing I never played the uh, like multiplayer, I'm basing it all off the campaign. Single player. Yeah. That's really what I hear people buy those for. Uh-huh, yeah. uh, and then Minecraft wraps, rounds out the top 10. But the crazy thing is, is if you go to the top 15, 10 of the top 15 are Call of Duty games. So like the ones that aren't in that list are just in the top 15. Yeah. So Activision um, is making a lot of money off the Call of Duty franchise. But Take-Two is not doing too bad with uh, with their Rockstar connection. So. No. If you figure... Like, I mean, I think it was after Black Ops, most of them were selling, I mean, uh, potentially over a billion dollars worth in the opening weekend, I want to say. That's crazy. Yeah. If you, if you do the math, like, we, you know, pre-ordered this many copies, and at 60 bucks a piece, it's a lot of money. That's nuts. Absolutely nuts. But, I mean, like, good on them, I guess? I guess? I don't know. I don't know if I have much to say about the Call of Duty games. I don't think I've played any of those. New one so is good. I played Call of Duty World War Two. That was fine. I never played that, that one, was... actually. That was the one... Oh, no. Is that the one that... Came out, like, two years ago? No, I played World War One, and it was okay. That was Battlefield, <laughs> so... Oh, okay, so I have not played that. I've played the most recent Call of Duty game, I guess. Mm-hmm. The, uh... Because you just played that one too, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. So it's it's fine. I'm like a quarter of the way through it. It's okay. Whatever. Uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. I've played it. Colby's played it. Dylan's played it. It's pretty good. I've played it for like two hours. Yeah, I played it for like 20. It's way longer than you think it's going to yeah. be. That game is long. And use um, it, doesn't it also use the uh, Ubisoft? Uh, yeah, thing? it's got a very Ubisoft yeah. feel to it. Yeah. Um, yeah, actually really does. Um, you're a... I don't know, cave lady fighting robot dinosaurs. Um, but the interesting thing is, is there are very, very strong rumors that it is coming to PC. And, like, I don't really, I mean, cool on people who have PCs that have not gotten to beat up robot dinosaurs. Um, I thought it had been confirmed. Um, Maybe the the articles I saw was that was that it was it was rumored. So it absolutely could be maybe yes. Um, but the interesting thing is that that isn't just a mm, Horizon Zero Dawn is the the reason it's interesting is is not necessarily because it's coming to PC like yay PC gamers, but Gorilla Games is actually a first party Sony studio. So Sony owns that studio, which much like like I know Vinny is a big like I don't need to buy an Xbox because all the games come to PC. I would very much personally like to not have to buy a PlayStation 5 because all of its games come to PC. So that's a, that's like the really interesting part of this. Um and that would be that would be cool. So I don't know. What do you guys think? Would It'd you play int- more PlayStation games? You don't have a gaming PC, but <laughs> like, yeah, will will Horizon Zero Dawn run on my like five year old uh, MacBook? Mac? Uh, yeah, shoot. Of course it will. Of course it will. 
So I don't know. It, it, it I, would be, I think it's pretty cool. Though. It'd be nice if they started to do that, but I don't see this being a trend. But who knows? Yeah, but man, I would. You know, I in a perfect world, I would be able to play um, the Last of Us Two on a PC with an Xbox controller. Yeah, that's really all I want. That's really all I want. It's not. It's not too much to ask, is it? I mean, it's maybe. Too much to ask. Oh, Dylan says that's too much to ask. All right. Uh, speaking of PC, I suppose, if you want to play Halo Combat Evolved on the PC in its soon-to-be-released beta, you are going to have to jump through a handful of hoops. Just a handful. One, One of those hoops. Of hoops. A handful of hoops. Do you have a handful of hoops ready, Dylan, just for display purposes? <sighs> I don't know if I do, do you leave have your hoop any hoops. the office? Yeah, I happens. don't wear big hoop earrings, nor am I a hula hooper. Colby always does, and they have to take him out before he fights. Yep. It's very embarrassing. First of all, you're going to have to have an up-to-date Halo Insider profile with a verified email. Second of all, you're going to have to opt in for 343 to contact you. Third of all, is third of all a word? Yep. Third of all, well, you're going to have to opt but... Thank you. You're going to have to opt in for PC flighting, which is a really fancy way of saying that you want to be in 343's beta program. And finally, you have to upload your DX diagnostic profile to 343. So if you have all four of those things done, there's a random chance that you might get to be in the PC beta of Halo. So Vinny, make sure you have all four of those things done and uh, maybe you can play Halo when it comes out uh, next month in beta. I don't have That's any way too much work. Thoughts. Way too much work. I don't even know what the first one means. An up-to-date Halo Insider profile with a verified email? Don't know what that means. Yeah, I don't either. But I assume if you want to play Halo, you probably know what those things are. So if you don't, I guess go look them up. Uh, that's news. Dylan? That's news? That's news. What's next? Hey, yo, Vinny. We're going questions now. That's News is over. Very good. Very good. Vinny asks, what is your most controversial video game or video game related opinion? Dylan's chewing, so I guess we'll go to Colby. Do you have one? No? I mean, like, I... Let me think for a second. Because I... I mean... I don't like the PlayStation controller. People really seem to like that. Yeah. Is that controversial? I don't think so. Like, I mean, maybe. Like, but, I mean, I feel very... I, I know enough people that dislike it um, I that I don't think... I don't necessarily think that is that is contra- controversial. I mean, um, like, I, I saw this earlier and was thinking about it, and I cannot think of anything that I would have that was controversial. I mean... Um, there's games I don't like, but you know, that's not real controversial. What's yours? You know, uh, the one that actually occurred to me is I actually, actually saw this on Twitter the other day, um, like about a week ago. And the, the controversial one that I retweeted is that games could be so much more, but capitalism won't let them. It's true. Um, that everything you dislike about video games from microtransactions to how poorly, 
they are treated to representation in video games to the way they're released or it, pretty much all the things you don't like about video games are shaped by capitalism's influence on the video game industry and that there are probably better ways to go about doing that. So that's, that's my controversial opinion. Dylan, have you done chewed? Have you done chewed? Wow. Are you done chewing? Yes. Good. Do you have a controversial opinion? I don't know. I feel like we've answered this question similarly before. I don't know if it was the same exact question, but my my opinion last time was story doesn't matter because that that's highly controversial. Like I yeah, would like if a if that. a game is fun to play, the story doesn't matter. So I mean that's true. Like I mean I can. You know, like Mario has no story. is a fantastic game. It has no story. I would say that so in games, story doesn't matter. Story say, can can enhance a game greatly, but it does not matter. I I don't. I think that that was probably true at one point in time. I do not think that that is true today. I still do because I, I, I played Luigi's Mansion Three, and the story do, like. You're in a haunted mansion with ghosts. It's still one of the funnest games I played this year, and the story is really irrelevant. I think it really depends. So it still on the doesn't. Game. Yeah, like it still doesn't matter. Like a game can still be well, fantastic, near game of the year, and it could literally have no story. But would a game with a better story make that game better? Not necessarily, because I don't think Luigi's Mansion ever would have that because it but just you're trapped ar- with ghosts. Like that is the story. It's not a story. I would argue that, well, I'm not saying that Luigi's Mansion had a good story. I'm, I'm arguing that Luigi's Mansion could have had a good story that could have made that better. So I don't, I don't want to say, I don't disagree with the fact that oftentimes in a game a story doesn't matter, but I would disagree that they don't matter at all. I don't know. I, I, That's why I, it's controversial. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I, to no. me, like the best games I've ever played are always the ones with the best story. So... I, I would actually argue, on the other hand, that story is probably one of the most important part of games, and things like graphics and physics and things like that matter less. See, can yeah. I can I say that I think graphics do matter? Like I don't. I, I, I think I it. De- I think it depends on the game. Like there are certain games that have like you know like minute or something. The graphics don't matter, but like for the most part, graphics matter. Like if and, and, I, if I play a really good game and it looks like garbage. I'd probably like it better if it didn't. I don't yeah. disagree. I, I guess maybe what I would say is I think graphics matter less than story. I think it's very possible to have a game with very lo-fi graphics that is still very good. Yeah. Um, versus, I, I would rather have a a great a game I, with a great story with lo-fi graphics than a game with gorgeous graphics with a terrible story. I think I think the problem is with that kind of thing with all these kinds of you know graphics gameplay is that it's all dependent on the game. Yeah. Like I agree. You know, does uh, what's that game? Rayman Legends. Does it need a good story that I'm playing? No, but it no, has no. one. Does it? Because I'm not yeah. paying attention to it. I don't well, know. Because what it you is, were just yeah. playing with your controller, well, uh, but I've been rubber banded. Yeah, yeah, but I have been playing it a little bit here and there. Yeah, you know, um, like Untitled Goose Game has a very loose story. And it was it still, does, but like it, oh yeah, no, no. I mean it, it's it. yeah, but like here's the thing: if that ending didn't happen, I'd still have a really good time playing that. Oh, absolutely. But I mean, the, I think the thing is, is, like, it's also I think very possible for a game to 
give you a framework for what the story is in your own head. Yeah, head um, it. Say that again. Head it. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, I I just think that. I think that's a really uh, that's a that's a very good controversial opinion, Dylan. Because I think I could yeah. argue with myself yeah. about it for about an hour. Oh, I think so. you yeah. should. Let's watch it. I I <laughs> like story a lot, but I it really is it is flavor for games because games can be so good without having any any sort of story really. Sure, and they were I, I, that way first, so it's like. Games were about games before they were about stories, so they exist very well and can be fantastic without having a story or a good one, for that matter. Now, if you were to play an 18-hour game with a crappy story, you probably wouldn't do it. Yeah. I, um, I've i got one. All right. I didn't think Final Fantasy VII was all that great. I agree. Fight me. I agree. absolutely agree. I don't think any game... I don't think any game in the Final Fantasy series since Final Fantasy VI was very good. I, I used to always go like, I, I'm a big Final Fantasy fan. I love Final Fantasy. And then I really thought about it. I'm like, no, I just really like Final Fantasy III. Past Absolutely. that, like, I... If, I only like one of them, uh-huh, actually. I honestly kind of feel that way about Legend of Zelda, too. Like, I like more of them, but, I mean, out of all of that them... That would maybe be one of mine, too, yeah. is like... I want to like Zelda, but I don't think I actually do. Yeah, like I, yeah. I would say for like, every Legend of Zelda game that I'm like, I love that. There's about two that I'm like, yeah, it was fine. I, uh, I've played Final Fantasy VII. I played Final Fantasy X. Excuse me, X. I played another one in there, and I just thought all of them were kind of meh. I I really want to play Final Fantasy XV just because I like the combat in that game a little bit more, but I just... They're just not for me. I will say... Like, I played Final Fantasy XV for about probably five, ten hours. Well, I don't know. I put a good amount of time into it and probably ten hours, and I don't know. Like, it just didn't grab me. I would say there's other games like it that I enjoyed more. Yeah, I, I, the the more I play games, um, I think the more I find that I enjoy, if I'm going to play like a role playing type game or an open world type game, I prefer Western ones. I was, way I, more. I, I was literally just going to say, is it controversial to say that I don't like Japanese RPGs all that much? That yeah, I, well, and I, honestly, not anymore. I, yeah. yeah, I, and, and I think like, the world I, has just moved past that. And I don't think it's like a – it has nothing to do with their culture or their anything. It's just like I Oh, that's don't, not I, what you were saying earlier. Yeah, you, right. You were saying all sorts um, of bad things about their culture and – The people. No, yeah. I, I think it's really more just like I don't it, – it, they make a type of game. And it's, it's not just RPGs either though. Like it's – I mean like Bayonetta. Like yeah. it's really interesting. It's really weird, but I don't really enjoy it. Like any game – I mean, I think the only game I've ever really played that had like a "Hey, you finished the level, you got an S plus ranking" was Ruiner. Um, oh, here's another one. The second I see Souls like in the description, I'm like, okay, well, I guess I just don't have to play that game. Absolutely, and Rogue like <laughs> is a very close uh-huh. second. Yeah, <laughs> um, like there are Rogue likes that I have played that I like, but man, I've never even 
there's not a single Souls like that I'm like, oh no, this is really good. Um, Ashen maybe was the only one that was close, and I eventually gave up on that game because it was too hard. So I don't, you know, that tells you something, I'm sure. So um, I guess maybe Jedi Fallen. What was that game? Fallen Order. Order. I liked the story yeah. of that game. I thought the gameplay was garbage. Garbage, so. and it was very Souls-like. So. Uh-huh. Anyway, moving moving right along. Uh, this will be a quick one. Captain Insano wants to know, why hasn't Adam been on the podcast in months? I'm and Adam. I- <laughs> Colby. Sorry. Adam had a Colby change, yeah. and he's now Colby. Now, um, I thought we talked about this, but I don't think we've talked about it in a couple of weeks. Adam's dog, Dart, got super, super, super sick. He took her in for... Um, a relatively routine surgery. They did a blood test and found out that she had like what? No, no blood platelets still in. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Like zero, like Um, none. Yeah. Like the, the normal reading for a dog of darts type is I think 30,000 and she had like four. Um, (laughs) And so she required literally like kind of round the clock care for quite a few weeks. Um, all sorts of medication and, and all that kind of stuff. And the good news is that Dart is happy and healthy again and has just blood platelets coming out all over the place, I guess. Um, which is actually the danger if you don't have any, like your blood just can leak out of you and it's not great. Um, blood like platelets mom. prevent that. Yeah, like my mom. Yeah, just blood just leaks out of her once in a while, which sounds gross, but it's really just because she's on blood thinners because she has blood clots. So she's not like Carrie. Um, eh, she's a little bit like Carrie. Uh, she doesn't listen, so I can say anything. They're all going to laugh at you. <laughs> uh, but then also, he's uh, kind of working into a new job at work, um, kind of taking over the, the director of his position. So he's just been super busy, too. So it's 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 really like dog plus being super busy hasn't left him much room in his schedule. So I, I definitely think he will be back at some point and we'll kick Colby to the curb. Um, That's fine. Or maybe we'll have four people. We'll see. It's, it's, um, it's more time to play Stardew Valley. More time to play Stardew Valley. Colby will be 600 hours into Stardew Valley. It'll be fine. Um, so I think that Adam will definitely be back, which I think is great because I'm not a terrific showrunner and he's way better than I am. And then you get to hear someone talk besides me, which is good. Uh, but he'll be back. He's just, you know, it could be. I, I don't. I don't think there's any... It's not like, hey, he'll be here next week. It's he may be here next month. He may be here three months from now. He may be here occasionally over the next six months. I don't, it'll really just kind of depend on his schedule. So I will pass on your love for him, though. I assume that's really what and we're your hate for me I'm and your assuming. hate for Colby. I was trying that's to figure all out how I hear. I instead of saying why hasn't Adam been on the podcast in a month, I was going to phrase this as why has Colby been on the podcast four <laughs> months? Nepotism. But, uh, <laughs> uh, next question. Princess Megan actually has a two-parter. Uh, I like this one too. Yeah, the first part is: is what is the best weapon you's, you've ever used in a video game? The hammer in Donkey Kong or Super Smash Bros. Interesting. I oh man, so I, I've got two. Um, the BFG five thousand is 9, probably, 000, but you know. I thought it was a 5,000. Yeah. 9,000. Is, whatever, doesn't matter. Was, like, first of all, like, I think I think I have to to say, growing up in Utah, things that uh, have an F in them just always are a little bit funnier. Um, 
And so the BFG 5000, when I figured out what the F stood for, was that made it just a little bit better of a gun. But also it was a giant gun that shot like a massive plasma blast that was awesome. Um, the second, I would say, is in uh, Stick Fight, the game, there are multiple guns that shoot snakes. There is a bazooka cannon. There is a bazooka that shoots um, just snakes. And there's one that shoots flying snakes. There is a shotgun that shoots snakes. And I'm a pretty big fan of any gun that shoots snakes. So I, I think, I think that would be my choice. Call? Uh, the spread gun from Contra. Ooh, good choice. Very good choice. Yeah, you'd always ditch one. the laser to get the spread. Oh, Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, her second question is, is, what is your favorite fighting class, warrior, mage, or rogue, and why? Um, why is rogue the best call? Uh, they do it from behind. Yeah, see? I, I knew he'd get that. Um, in actuality, I probably would never play a rogue. <laughs> um I if I'm playing by myself, I play a warrior. If I'm playing with other people, I usually do like a uh, none of those. Like a like probably like a ranger, like a, a character that has a bow and arrow, but also um, like a uh, dagger, like a sword for when things get closer. Yeah, it's like stab, 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 stab. Um, warrior when I'm by myself because I'm not very good and I need the extra like warrior buffness to protect myself and the other one so I can stay back because I'm not very good and let my tank handle things while I pew pew arrows in so that's that's probably my thought yep how about you Cole um in games like Diablo I always choose a warrior um I always have every time I choose something else I'm like man I really wish I'd gone as a warrior but in things like Skyrim or those kinds of games, I almost always go as like a stealthy kind yeah. of rogue. So yeah. it yeah, really just always, depends on the game. Colby's always the guy in any of those games where he's like, I've got such a high level of stealth that people can't see me unless I'm actively stabbing them. I'm like, how does that work? He's like, it's magic, man. Yeah. So I, I also like Necromancer. If Necromancer is an option, I like anything where I can raise the dead. So... <laughs> I'm, did we talk about some necromancer joke recently it really seems like yeah it was a uh, like you know person and it was uh, you know I I, I want to thank you all you know for helping me we've got to go avenge my dead brother and you know warrior you have my sword and dwarf you have my axe necromancer you have your dead brother <laughs> that was <laughs> it <laughs> That's pretty funny. <laughs> Love it, Dylan. Do you uh, do you do it from behind, or are you more of a magic man? I usually play a warrior or a barbarian if that's an option, because I like to be more naked. I was really hoping he was going <laughs> to break out into the heart song. <laughs> I uh, when I was playing, um, shoot, what's the name of that board game I bought for Christmas, Dylan? That I can't remember the name of. Gloomhaven. Uh, I'm playing as, like, this giant beast that has a giant, like, see-through glass part in my chest, but I was kicked out of my my tribe and so they shattered it before I could leave. It was pretty cool. Did it so. used to hold Krang? I think so. Actually, have you ever seen the cow? Excuse me, the cows that have the, like, yeah, yeah. like windows in the side of them? Yeah, I actually picture creepy. it more like that. Yeah, super creepy. If you've never seen a, a cow with a, like, window hole in it, yeah, just look that up on the internet and be... The, th- I, the one thing I would tell you is they do not live any less of a, a happy life than a normal cow in that situation. 
which means that they both have a pretty crappy life, but one of them has a window. So I, occasionally, I like to say things. Well, it's not that I like to say things. Occasionally, I'll say things that my wife thinks I'm lying about. But yeah. the, and I'll, I, I once just said like, yeah, it's like the cows with the windows in their stomach, and she's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, you know, the cows with the windows in their stomach. And then I get to show her, like, I get to spread that, you know, like, universe awakening feeling to someone else. And I enjoy That's that. That's very nice of you. That's yeah. very sweet. I, I appreciate you you bettering humanity that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joe Coleslaw would like to know, what would be the ultimate way to premiere a game, product, or announcement? What works? What is too played out? Example, Shadow Drop. I don't know what a Shadow Drop is, but it sounds awesome. Is it like a dead drop for a video game? I don't game? know. I don't either. Tweet, take out a TV ad to rule championship game or tease in a special stream. Um, I have two, two minds, I guess. I am a very much a fan of it's E3 and we show an amazing trailer for a game you've never heard about. And they're like, and it'll be out next month. Like there's something very nice about a game that is just incredible and oh my god that trailer looks so good and then they finish the stream you know that that thing either with like I'll be frank actually the best kind of reveal is a game I go oh my god that looks amazing and they go and that launches on Game Pass today so that's good that is a shadow (laughs) drop oh interesting yeah there you go it sounded both far spookier and more nefarious than that I I just looked it up yeah so there you go. Um, I like that a lot. But there's also, I think, something to be said for games that, like, the announce stretches out over, I'm going to say, like, 14 months. Like, where it premieres at E3 one year. And you go, like, wow, that looks really, really, really cool. And then you get an update at E3 the next year and go, like, wow, that looks even better. And they've given me a little bit more information because they're actually building a game. And then... They say, hey, it's going to be out in two months. Um, like, I think both of those are okay. Um, what I don't like is a game that gets announced and they're like, hey, we're announcing this game. Title. And that's all you get. And Four then, years from now. Uh, and then next time you get Looking a... Looking at you, Death Stranding. Yeah, CGI trail. Oh, well, see, Death Stranding is actually worse because Death Stranding was like, title. Next year. Video that doesn't make any sense. Video that doesn't make any sense. Video that's 15 minutes long that still doesn't make any sense. But, you know, like, to me, like, it's, it's like, announcing Skyrim 6. Like, we know it's coming. We know you're making one. I don't need a title for that. Like, I know it's coming. You could have just said, like, hey, it's coming. It's going to be, like, six years from now. I don't need that. It's it's like when people are, like, losing their mind, like, Diablo 4. I'm like... Did you just think that they weren't going to make it? Like <laughs> They made so much money. Uh, Why would they make <laughs> like, it? I don't know. What do you think, Dylan? I like the surprise. Like, if you just tell me a game is out, oh, I'm stoked. It's pretty great. Like, yeah. the, the shadow yeah. drop. Yeah, I think, you know that's what? The, I think that's the most fun, when someone didn't even think that something was going to happen. You know what I'm getting a little bit, I don't want to say sick of, but it's it's been kind of weird because it's happened, I think, twice in the last two or three weeks where Microsoft has been really good up until like the last two or three weeks of saying, here's the Game Pass games that are coming out this month. 
And that means we can pre-plan from a little bit. We can talk about it in the podcast. We can tell you they're coming out. As opposed to like the last two or three weeks where Microsoft just like wakes up one morning and they're like, oh, hey, uh, GTA 5, it's on Game Pass. <laughs> like, I, I still wonder yeah. if GTA 5, if that was something to do with the Sony uh, like kind of exclusivity. I absolutely think it was. I just think it's super weird that they didn't announce it at all. I wonder if they can't or something. Maybe. There's some sort of weird, like, yes, you can have it, but you can't, you know, I don't know. But, like, Children of Morta was released on Xbox and PC this week. I downloaded it. Yeah, I did, too. Uh, But the funny thing is I downloaded it on the PC because I didn't think it had come out on the Xbox. And I found out today while I was doing show notes that it's on the Xbox. What what is it? (laughs) It's a... It's kind of a interesting, like, kind of roguelike, but you actually play as, like, a family of monster hunters. Um, and so, like, when one character dies or gets... I don't think they ever die, but when they get <laughs> like, tired... That'd be you, horrible. Yeah, you just go out as another member of their family. Um, I played it at PAX a year or two ago, and it's kind of fun. Sorry, kids, um, no time to mourn for your mother. There's more dragons to be hunted down. Monsters to fight. Um it uh, it has local co-op, so I was thinking about trying it out with the kid and seeing what he thinks. So it's kind of it's pixely. It looks it looks fun. So, uh, Crawdad asks us, John, aka Crawdad, asks us, what games or games have you played like you've put a ton of hours into but never finished? <laughs> For him, it would be every Final Fantasy. Um. What game have I put a lot of time... For a long time, the answer to that was Skyrim, where I had 120 hours into it, and I needed to put 121 hours into it, but I waited, like, six months in between 100 hour 120 and hour 121. Um, Grand Theft Auto... I was actually... Adam's playing uh, Grand Theft Auto right now and just really, really liking it, and it made me kind of nostalgic for Grand Theft Auto V. Um, but I played that game... Like, it's like a 40-hour game say and I played like 20 hours of it in 2017 and 20 hours of it in 2019 so I don't to beat that I like I, I thought about this I don't I can't think of a game that I put a ton of hours into that I've never beaten that you didn't roll credits on I guarantee you there were games I did do that on but they were well I don't know if there's ever a game that I've put more than like 30 hours into that I didn't finish yeah. uh, there's tons of games that i've put eight or nine hours into yeah. and just stopped playing but i don't think there's any that i put a significant amounts of time into that i didn't yeah, actually usually, usually if i've put 20 hours in i'm invested so yeah and and like the other hand of it but i would guarantee you that if you looked at like games i played between like 2000 and 2010 yeah. there are games that i put a lot of hours into that i didn't finish because i just until the last two or three years, I haven't really focused on finishing games as something I wanted to do. Yeah. So, um, I'm sure there are ones, though. Absolutely I, sure there are ones. I will say Silent Hill 2, actually. I've probably... Because I've started and played that game a ton of times, and I've never actually beaten it. Um, I have put um, an amazing amount of time into the first Fable game. Um, but, but only like, like I've played the first hour and a half of Fable like 10 times and never beaten it. Great. Cause it's like an eight hour game. Yeah. I've put, um, a, a huge amount of time into like the first four hours of Gears of War five yeah. times, but I've never, never beaten it. So maybe those, how about you, Dylan? 
Um, Skyrim was definitely that game for a long time until I realized that I only had one mission left and I finished it. Oh my, was it, and it was literally like kill the dragon. Walk yeah. to the top of the stairs like, ah, I'll come back to that later. Yeah, yeah Fallout, for whatever reason, I just stopped playing it for some amount of time. And I think Fallout, Fallout's probably next. Yeah. I don't, I've never finished it. Fallout 3, like, let me, <laughs> to tell you how how long there was in between me beating Fallout 3, or playing Fallout 3 and beating it, I played like, I don't know, say 35 hours of Fallout 3 on my Xbox 360, and then when I decided to beat it like six months ago, when it came, became backwards compatible on Game Pass, I like had to hook up my 360, connect it to the internet so my save game would connect to X cla- like the Xbox save game cloud, so I could download it on my Xbox One to beat it. And I had maybe two hours of it less. So, I mean, there were probably three or four years in between me. Probably actually more than that. Probably, I mean, what year did the Xbox One come out? 2013? 2013. Yeah, so, like, there was probably, like, seven or eight years in between me starting Final uh, Fallout 3 and beating Fallout 3. Although, like, by the time I beat it, I didn't. Like I don't know what the story was. I was getting chased by like a giant communist robot or something. No, no, I, you were you were helping the giant communist or the maybe, giant robot root out communists. Oh, is that what I was trying yeah. to do? That doesn't seem very much like me. I'll be honest. But yeah, so Liberty a lot of time Prime. happened there. Yeah, but then I then I beat it. So maybe, maybe the answer is just nothing. Maybe I beat every game I play eventually on a eventually. long enough timeline. I beat every game I play. <laughs> All right, finally, Vicky. Our uh, favorite co-host of this show that isn't Colby. Our favorite female co-host of this show. Favorite. Vicky's great. We miss her. Uh, She hasn't been to her mic. She works with Dylan and I, but I haven't seen her in like three months. It's no good. Uh, You should come by next time you're around, Vicky. She wants to know what genre of game that you've always wanted to get into, but it's just not for you. For her, it's strategy games. Um, RTSs. Yeah, for me, it's either RTSs or MOBAs. Um, I don't well, even—I don't even know what a MOBA is. Like, see, I, and that's a problem. Whenever people talk about MOBAs, I feel like I don't know, like kids in their Snapchat. I don't even I, know what it is. I, MOBAs make me feel so old, so old. Um, I think that I guess to answer her question honestly, the game that I've always wanted to get into, but it's just not for me, um, is not MOBAs because I kind of want to get into them, but not very much um, because I think they're confusing. So real RTS games is probably the one for me too. Um, I want to play them, and I think I will be very good at them, and I'm not. I'm trash at them. I'm absolutely terrible at them, and and on top of that, I I find them kind of opaque. So I don't know. How about you, Dylan? Um. Probably RTSs, I guess. Yeah. Other than, like, I've been playing Total War, but that's the only one. Yeah. Like, I, I've i tried so many, too. I've tried, like, Warcraft 3. I've tried some of the Total War games. I've tried, like, the Age of Empire games. Um, I've never played, like, the Halo War games. I kind of wonder if I'd like those, because they're supposed to be a little simpler. They're not bad. Um, I've played the first one. I put a little time into Tooth and Tail. Um and really liked it, but was really bad at it. So maybe I need to like try that again, see that. So I don't know. RTS is across the board, I guess. So uh, cheap free games. Um, if you are a PC gamer 
and you are not and didn't grab all of the free games that the Epic Game Store gave away in uh, 2019. The good news is is they are going to continue giving away a free game every single week through 2020. So there will be 52 new games to play in the Epic Game Store, which I guess means that by the end of the year I'll have like 104 games in the Epic Game Store that I've never played, which It'd be like right. your Steam library, but it'll be just like my, except it'll only be like a tenth of my Steam library. So uh, currently, right now, um, you can get uh, Horus, which is a cool platformer. But by the time you hear this, it will probably have switched out to uh, on the twenty third to a puzzle game called The Bridge, which I've heard good things about. So if you're not grabbing that game every week you should like set an alarm or like a calendar invite or, or something however you notify yourself have Siri remind you to to download those games I mean there's absolutely no reason not to get a free like $15-$20 game off the Epic Game Store every every week so if you're a PC gamer and I mean frankly even if you're not a PC gamer and you think you might have a PC one day you can do it on your cell phone just go in and grab them and then you'll get a PC and you'll have you know, 30, 40, 50 games to play. So, uh, other free games you can get this month, uh, Half-Life one, Half-Life two and Half-Life two episode one and two are free from right now until April 1st when, uh, Half-Life Alex comes out. So if you've never played the Half-Life games, um, I would skip Half-Life one. That game is very, very old. And last time I tried it, like a year or two ago, it felt very, very old. If you want to play Half-Life 1, get Black Mesa. It's a it's a way better version of uh, Half-Life 1. But Half-Life 2 and, and the Half-Life uh, 1 and 2 episodes hold up quite well, I think. Um, last time I played Half-Life 2, it's a little... It's dated, but it, it plays well. So you can still grab those. They're just free off Steam until April 1st. Um, have you guys ever heard of Pandemic Express? Nope. It's a game made by um oh they're local to Dylan and I um uh, tiny build where it's a it's a 30 player game and there are are 30 people all trying to get on a train to escape um a zombie apocalypse but the the like rub of of that is that one of those people is already a zombie and so he's trying to prevent all 30 people from getting on the train. And uh, it, it came out and apparently didn't do very well. Um, and so it's kind of, I guess it's kind of like a reverse battle royale sort of, um, or like a, an asymmetric game, but it's 30 V one. Um, it didn't do very well. And so they're taking it to free to play. So it's not going to be like a pay to win. It's going to be a, you can earn cosmetics and stuff through gameplay by earning stars or you can just buy them. So they're hoping that it'll bump that player, uh, total up. It sounds kind of fun. I'd, I'd like to try it, but, uh, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. So, uh, it is called pandemic express. If you want to check that out. Uh, Game Pass for PC, which actually has a, 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 a name, and it's like the most annoying name on the planet. It's like 
Xbox Game Pass for PC beta, which is just ridiculous, but we're just going to call it Xbox Game Pass for PC, is getting a bunch of games this month, but they, again, they're not giving release dates for them. Um, Children of Morta is already out. Um, they're getting Grease, which is a, kind of a, a fun platformer that is absolutely gorgeous. Probably look terrific on a PC if you can push it in 4K. Um, has a, a kind of a story about depression and stuff. Uh, <laughs> about a week or two ago, Colby and I were talking, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm thinking about playing a, a Plague Tale: Innocent." Innocence. I'm like, "Yeah, I uh, I kind of want to play that. It's on Game Pass, right?" And he's like, "No, no, no, no. I I bought it." I'm like, "Oh, really? That's weird. I really thought it was on Game Pass." And apparently, what I meant is, "How oh, weird? I'm psychic because it's coming to Game Pass this month." In my defense. I assumed it would come to Game Pass. Um, just I assume all games are coming to Game well, Pass. Well, I assumed it would just based on the I don't know developer of that game. Like most of their games are on Game Pass. I just didn't sure. know when, and it was on sale. And I'm like, oh, I'll give it a shot, and I have no interest in it. So yeah, uh, what kind of game is it? Like a weird stealth based. Um, a uh, game that involves watching out for your little brother, so you gotta oh. have him tag along. So, like, pretty much everything I hate. Like, that if they added terrible. Souls-like to it, I would just be like, no. And it, like, features rats as a... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I need to play it more, but I don't really want to. One of the guys who uh, is on the Waypoint podcast uh, quite liked it. So oh, yeah, and uh, that's... It the the video game apocalypse guys liked it and that's yeah. actually why I bought it. So oh well, uh, you're also going to see Scourgebringer, uh, which is a rogue platformer. I don't know what that means. Could be fine. Uh, a game called Sea Salt. It's an action strategy hybrid. So that also might be fine. All those are coming to uh, Game Pass. For PC, uh, Game Pass for Xbox for some reason is still giving release dates. I don't understand. Uh, again, Children of Morta already out. Uh, January twenty third, A Plague Tale: Innocence is coming to the Xbox. Sorry, call. Um, and a game called Indivisible is what coming. What is that? That sounds familiar. Yeah. So let me see. Indivisible is a. Immerse yourself in a fantastical world with dozens of playable characters, a rich storytelling experience, and gameplay that's easy to learn but difficult to master. I don't know, maybe it's Othello? Uh, plays a fearless girl named Anja whose life is thrown into chaos when her home is attacked. A huge fantasy. It does not say anything about what kind of game it is. So, I don't know. You play as a girl named Anja, and she's going to learn how to save the world. Huh. I've heard of cool. this game, but I don't know why. Uh, it's coming out the 23rd, so I guess you can check it out for free. Uh, January 30th, uh, Sea Salt is also coming to the Xbox. And finally, the most important game of January coming out for Xbox, Fishing Sim World Pro Tour. It's a fishing Ooh. game. You can complete in an authentic career mode against over 100 pro anglers to become the best fisherman in the world. Can you name one pro angler? Yep, Bill Dance. Bam! Oh. Wow! Oh, he got you. I'm really impressed. You think Bill Dance? You is look in like the a game? fool. I do. I, I would assume so. Do you want me to? Send, do you want me to uh, sing his theme song? What? I'm going fishing with Bill Dance. <laughs> I have no idea why I know that. <laughs> so I might be making this up. This may be a fever dream of mine. 
<laughs> Colby saw a parody YouTube video one time. <laughs> nope, um, he's, he's a real person. Is he in um, Fishing Sim World Pro Tour? I, I can only assume so. How many pro fishermen are there? I Apparently 100. Who knew? Um, so one thing I found out that is if you ask your uh, household uh, speaker servant uh, to play our podcast, she will not play the Bite Me podcast. She will play Bite Me, which is a fishing podcast. They, um, they probably know who Bill Dance is. They probably know who Bill Dance is. So I don't, but they do. Colby does. That's really what matters. <laughs> I He's a person I literally have no idea why I know who he is and also why I know. This has got to be one of those things when I wasn't sleeping and they had like infomercials and crap because I had three channels on rabbit ears and I just watched <laughs> Bill Dance or something. Oh, I love it. You know that there's going to be some someone that listens to this too who's going to like drop into our discord <laughs> and they'd be like oh bill dance i love bill dance he does x and i'm gonna go cool, cool. that's great colby's cell phone is not muted uh that's it for us this week which is great because i need to eat dinner you can colby also needs to eat dinner dylan do you need to eat dinner dylan had some chicken nuggets on the way home no, i'm later than you are so i've got that's to eat true. dinner even more yeah, eat it now. Eat it now. You can find us on the internet, the World Wide Web. It's a series of tubes. Take your tube directly to bitemepodcast.com. Is that how it works? Is it like yep. tubes at a bank? Yep. Cool. Yeah, com. You can uh, find us on social media at Bite Me Podcast, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You have an Instagram? Are we going to get on TikTok? Should we get? Yeah, we do have an Instagram. Should we get on Please, TikTok? No. Everyone at work is talking about TikTok. I know they're crazy. Why? I don't. Do, do you think we'd do well on TikTok? Yes. No. I think you'd go viral. I think we'd do well on TikTok. You can support us at patreon.com slash bite me podcast. You can join our Discord server at bite me podcast slash Discord. You can buy humble bundle games from us at uh, bite me podcast.com slash humble and we'll get a little kickback. Uh, I think that is all. Dylan. Bite me. Bite me.